Can you hear me now? I'm the Verizon man. Light and darkness. Light portraying good, godly, darkness portraying evil. It's lived, it's lived out in the story of the blind man being healed. A blind man since birth. I can't imagine being in darkness. But there were skeptics of how he was healed. The Pharisees wondered. They contradicted. How could this be? So they questioned his parents. His parents said, ask him. He can speak for himself. And the man reiterated how he was healed by Jesus. But they still doubted. Until he said, how could this happen? It's never happened before. Unless it was from God. Unless it was from God. Light and darkness. You as a community, and some of you individually, have experienced some darkness. As Charla announced that she had cancer. You had many questions, I believe. How could this be? Someone who is working for God, loving others, reaching out. Be devastated in this way. Why? Was probably one of your questions. Why? Kent Newburn wrote a book called Make Me an Instrument of Your Peace. He is a cab driver. And one night at 2.30 a.m., he got a call. He knew from experience that it was usually because of some partiers who were inebriated, or someone who had had a fight with their significant other. So he went to the small walk-up, went to the second floor, knocked on the apartment door. As it opened, he saw a small, elderly lady with a pillbox hat a blue vinyl suitcase sitting beside her. He looked in the apartment to see a very sparse place. A couple boxes against the window, sheets 
spread over the couple pieces of furniture. He took her suitcase, helped her to his cab. And as he reached over to start the meter, he said, where would you like to go? She said, well, I do not have any family. I am going to hospice. He reached over and disengaged the meter. He said, how would you like to go? She said, well, I would like to drive through downtown. And for the next three and a half hours, they stopped at various points where she told him, this is where I grew up. This is where I worked as an elevator operator. This is where my husband and I first lived. This is the dance hall where I went as a young girl. She remembered and stared into the darkness with all the memories of the past. Until light finally began to dawn. And she said, I'm tired. Let's go now. They drove to the hospice, a small house that had been transformed. A couple attendants came out. And as they got out of the car, she said, how much do I owe you? And he said, nothing. She said, well, you have to make a living. He said, there will be other passengers. He reached down unknowingly and hugged the small woman who clung to him. And as they broke their embrace, she looked up at him and said, thank you for giving me the moments of joy I needed now. As he watched her walk to the hospice, he said, I felt at that moment like God had placed me here for this very ride with this lady. It's one of the most important moments of joy in my life. Maybe the question is not why, but what's the route? What's the route? as we discover moments of joy.
of God's peace. Light. Finding God's light among us. Finding that light that gives us joy that helps us understand God's love. In 1977, I was the associate rector at Trinity Episcopal Church in Southport, Connecticut. My son Clay, who teaches at Aspen Middle School, as some of you know, was four years old and went to the day school in the parish. One night at dinner, I remembered I forgot some things I needed to do for the next day, and they were in my office. So I shared that with the family, and Clay immediately said, Can I go with you? Probably to get out of going to bed. And I said, sure. So we drove a couple miles to the parish house. I opened the door, turned off the alarm, flipped on the switch, and we walked up to the second floor. I turned on the lights in the hall. Clay began to chatter and run up and down the hall as I walked to my office, collected a few things, closed my door, and without thinking, without thinking, I flipped off the switch, and there was total darkness. Clay, who had been running up and down the hall and chattering, was suddenly silent. And after a couple seconds, he said, Daddy, Daddy, are you there? Are you there? I flipped on the lights, held out my hand, and he came running as I said, Yes, I'm here. He came and took my hand. I flipped off the light, and we walked together through the darkness as he chattered away. In the 70s, sometimes called the folk error in the church, there was a song that went something like this. Put your hand in the hand of the man that's still the water. Put your hand in the hand of the man that calmed the sea. Take a look at yourself, and you can look at others differently. Put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. On our journey, 
in our walk with others, there will be darkness. Think about the route you want to take. What will bring joy and a feeling of God's love for you? Always remembering that you can put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee who will always walk with you and love you.